This episode of I Work For Him is brought to you by SaferNet, online at safernet.com. Hey, you've tuned into I Work For Him, the voice of collaboration for the faith and work movement. And we are your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg, and our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Well, let's find out right now. Yeah, you know, Martha, before we get to that conversation, it is Valentine's Day, and I, and I love you. But oh, I, I, but I, I really want to talk honey. to Crystal Parker. Can we talk to Crystal Parker? <laughs> I want to bring in Crystal Parker, the president, CEO, founder of the United States Christian Chamber of Commerce. Crystal, welcome back to I Work For Him. Thanks so much. I'm glad you to know, be here. I, I'm just excited about, you've got a big event come up in April. I want to talk about that in a second. But I want to say, what's different about a Christian Chamber of Commerce versus that other Chambers of Commerce? Well, I think the greatest difference is we all connect with our values from a biblical worldview. And Christians doing business should be and is different than other people doing business with a worldview. And Mm -hmm. so we really support one another in that sense. So really, you could have given us that Sunday school answer. Jesus. Jesus is the difference (laughs) between U.S. Christian Chamber and others. But I love what you just said there, that Christians doing business should look different than the world doing business. And that's something that I didn't grow up hearing. And I love that you're talking about it. So, Crystal, you are the president of the U.S. Christian Chamber of Commerce. I'd love to just have you tell everybody why. Why, did, why is that where you, God has you right now? I would love to know that answer as well. <laughs> um, but really, when I look back on sort of this tapestry that God's put together for me, my background was oil and gas, um, an undergrad in psychology, marketing, master's, and then Harvard Business School. Um, God really placed me strategically to grow up, cut my teeth in business from a publicly traded company. Uh, And I really got to understand the landscape of business from a non-Christian perspective. So, you know, through my faith walk and where I get to be today, I get to bring that integration of faith and work from a business perspective but also a kingdom advancing perspective. And I think I am the right person for the job, but certainly God had to really work on me for many years to get me ready. (laughs) All right. Talking about this event coming up in April, really your biggest expo ever for the U.S. Christian Chamber of Commerce. Talk to us about it. When is it? Where is it? How do people find out about it? Orlando, Florida, April 18th, 19th, and 20th. And it is. This is the place to be if you are a business owner and a Christian. Uh, This is the mecca of conferences in Orlando, Florida. You can find out more about it on uschristianchamber.com. But basically, believers from all over the globe are coming into Orlando to grow their network, to grow their business, and to understand what it means to bring God back into the center of their business so that they can reach more, do more, and achieve more with the Holy Spirit and with one another in unity. Mm, Awesome. And we will have the links in the show notes for people that didn't grab that right now. But um, give us a little sneak peek. Who are some of the speakers that we'll be anticipating and some of the topics we'll be hearing about? Well, we have this really cool panel that we're going to do. It's the Odyssey of Love and Purpose. We're told in the Bible, I mean, we need to have our priorities straight. And when those priorities get out of bound, then it's hard to have a solid business. And that's really important from a biblical perspective. I did it wrong the first time. And uh, we're bringing in power couples, just like the ones that are on the show today, uh, to help 
the people that are there understand what it means to have a strong foundation, strong marriage, and have the priority straight. So it's God first, family, and then our businesses. And you bring that topic into a room where of business owners, they may think that is absolutely crazy. So we're bringing in industry leaders, thought leaders to help us deliver topics that are aligned with the Bible for businesses to help businesses grow the right way. Our MCs for this event are awesome and it's the two of you. And so we want to have fun. And just by bringing you guys on stage and helping be that glue for this expo, it's going to be high energy, lots of fun, lots of connections, and it is the place to be in 2024. So don't miss it. So the website, uschristianchamber.com, Crystal, and then all the information on the expo is right there. It's right there. Conference 2024. Click it and you'll learn all about it. Crystal Parker with the U.S. Christian Chamber. Thanks for being on iWork for him today. Look forward to talking to you next week, but thanks for giving us a little sneak peek into what's coming up in April. And happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. All right. So as I said, it is Valentine's Day. Is this really a holiday or just a hallmark excuse for cards and roses? Well, the world may never know. When we were on the radio five days a week, Martha and I did a weekly show called Together on Tuesdays with Jim and Martha, where we talked about the intersection of marriage and business. We loved those episodes because there's so much to learn about how our faith, marriage, and work are related. Now, most of our episodes focus directly on faith and work-related topics, but today is Valentine's Day. So we need to step back into our role as marriage mentors and share some time with you. We've invited some of our friends from California, Robert and Kaylee Fukui from, I was going to say Power Couples by Design, but that's the old one. It's now MarriedEntrepreneurs.co. They're going to join us for our conversation about how business can encourage healthy marriages. Robert and Kaylee, welcome back to I Work For Him. Hey, Jim and Martha. It's great to be back. I know yes. it's going to be a fun one. Thank you so much. Yeah, we're going to have a great time today. So, you know, each of us has, uh, uh, we've, we've had Valentine's Days all of our lives. And, and there's sometimes there's favorite memories or maybe Valentine's nightmares. Uh, Robert, why don't you share one of your favorite Valentine's you know, memories or nightmares? Well, well, God bless. I have not had the Valentine's nightmare. They've always been very pleasant. <laughs> so really good one. I mean, all of our Valentine's sounds like a cop out. All of our Valentine's are great, right? But one of the thing, interesting things about our Valentine's is we don't, uh, we don't go out to dinner or to a restaurant on the day of. And so what we do is we cook a really, we like to cook anyway. So we cook a fabulous meal, whether it's, you know, duck breasts or osabuco or something like that. And then either before or after, then we go out to a, rest, a nice restaurant. Um, because, well, the practical side of me says it's too expensive. It's too crowded. The, the wait staff can't really tend to you like they normally would. In fact, every one of our waiters at our favorite restaurant one year, when we went the Saturday afterwards, he even said, don't come on Valentine's <laughs> for the exact same reasons. And so I said, oh, so I felt justified. Um, but last year, we went to Park City the week before Valentine's. And so, you know, we already on Valentine's Day, we we're already going to make a nice meal at home anyway. But there in Park City, you know, we're skiing. Uh, we had a, a nice dinner. We were sitting outside the, you know, outside the hotel in the fireplace. It's, it's a ski and ski out resort. So you see the slope is right there. They did a, a, a light show on the snow, and then they ended with fireworks in the sky. And so that was that, that. So that week, right? Valentine's for us is like a whole experience. It's not just one day. It's a whole experience. Aww. And so we just really just we just milked it for all it's worth. 
I think fireworks in the mountains where there's a lot of snow seems to me like a bad idea. Avalanches occur to anybody? I don't know. It seems like nothing's nothing's going to catch fire. Oh, you did did plenty of them in Minnesota on New Year's Eve, but we didn't have mountains. Yeah. All right, Kaylee, what about you? You got any of those uh, Valentine's nightmares or memories? Maybe before Robert came into your life, it was one of those ones you're like, yeah, Valentine's Day, not, not, not good. It wasn't Valentine's, but I remember it was before, way before Robert, now that you mentioned it, uh, we were in Santa Barbara in California, and it was a weekend, and he had asked me out, and he said, for a date, and it was uh, probably like a Friday or Saturday, and I said, sure, fine, so we get in the car, and we drive up there, I was in Ventura, so it's like an hour away, we're driving around, trying to find this restaurant, driving around, driving around, took forever to find it. And then he finally finds, finds it. We get in, we walk in. I'm like, well, of course, you know, we have reservations because it's Santa Barbara, which is very busy, especially in downtown. Walk in, no reservation. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So I think we ended up going across the street and just getting uh, like a quick bite or something totally. to eat. <laughs> well, <laughs> before Chipotle. But- <laughs> we went to In-N-Out Burger. Yeah. I was not happy because I thought, who in the right mind goes out on the weekend in Santa Barbara and doesn't have a reservation and no plan? Unlike you, honey, (laughs) Mr. Planner. So that was probably my biggest nightmare because I wasn't happy because it just didn't turn out well. There was no thought involved. I actually don't know the answer to this question, Martha, for you. Are there any valid... Well, I thought you were just going to maybe share a little bit about our, you know, prenup. Our prenup. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, oh, oh, yeah, do share. I share our do little share. story. Um, we, when we got married, we had uh, not really an official legal prenup, as most people oh, would, would think, but a binding emotional <laughs> contract. Um, I had as, asked him to please grow, go bald gracefully and to not... <laughs> End up with a big comb over. Hey, why is this, this is like writing? Why is no. it the Japanese guy with all the hair is laughing? That's what I want. Well, I don't control gracefully. There was generational reasons for this. Let me just tell you. So I was like, please don't do a comb over. Just you know, do whatever you need to. At that time, people weren't shaving their heads, but thank the Lord, you know, trends have have helped with that. But anyway, Jim says, well, if I'm going to agree to that, then there needs to be something that I get in exchange for that. So, Jim, what did you come up with? So I said, after thinking about it for just a little bit, I said, okay, here's the deal. I'll go bald gracefully, but only if on Valentine's Day and Mother's Day, there's no expectation for flowers. None. I can buy them if I want, but there's zero expectation. And, and she I agreed. I was good with that. And so not so. only have we saved thousands of dollars on <laughs> tens of thousands of dollars on haircuts over the last 25 years. We just uh, shave it. So, yes, that was our, you know, I mean, it's it's cute. It's fun. It's a fun thing for us to, you know, joke about. But it was something that we just early on in our marriage, we're like, we're just going to agree on these couple little principles that are going to help us in life. And uh, they sure have. <laughs> yeah, I always thought Valentine's Day was. What? Did she get roses in 360 days the other days, the other two days? Well, it's so it's so cute because actually he loves to like when you go to Sam's or Costco, I mean, flowers are so inexpensive there. And so he and they're big, huge bundles. And he always Did wants to buy me, me cheap live on radio. Nope, right? nope not going to go there. Oh, practical. Um, so, practical. <laughs> um, so he always is like, oh, I want to buy you a bundle of roses. I said, you can buy me flowers, but let's just get something beautiful and colorful. Like roses to me are um you know, they're so symbolic. And I guess I just, anyway, so I let him 
buy me flowers whenever we're, he wants to when we're out and about or he'll bring them home periodically. And now he lets me grow gardens that I can just cut all my own flowers. Let's <laughs> group participation plan. I'm just cutting up the middleman, right? <laughs> the middleman out of your yard. Now put him in a vase. That's right. Now that we live in Missouri, we have lots of land. Oh, we have goodness. lots of gardens. But yeah, I always thought Valentine's Day was an evil day, especially in elementary school when all the birds said in the little Valentine's. And you're like, that was just evil. It, seriously, that was just an evil time. Because you always felt bad for the kid that got two Valentines. I mean, it just, it just yeah. yeah, or yeah. none. Aww, Is that a story in your life, Robert? No, no but you, when we were kids, you took one for everybody in the whole class. And you yeah, just, I know. What kind of class were you in? <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope that our listeners are having fun so far. <laughs> we just kind of set it up today for a, right. this great conversation because it really is about um, what we want to dig into and how important our marriages are. Well, no, and how business can encourage marriage. People yeah. are like, how does that have anything to do with each other? Well, I mean... The statistic in, in our minds is we got into marriage mentoring in 99. So a long time ago already. This is our 25th year. And what we saw is that business people accomplished all these incredible things so they could provide for their family and their kids. And yet they did all of that and they, and they neglected their family and their kids and their wife in doing it or their spouse in doing it. It wasn't just always the men neglecting, but they destroy everything they were working towards. And we see the same thing in pastors. That they work so hard to grow a big church, they forget the very people that was their number one and two ministries in life anyway. And so we became marriage mentors because we got sick and tired of seeing people's marriages implode. It happened right before us in a small group where all of a sudden this marriage just went in front of everybody. Just like that. I don't ever want to see or experience that again. How did you guys get into it? Well, it's interesting, you know, because talking about pastors as well, and we felt the same way. My dad was actually, was a pastor, was a pastor. I mean, he's passed now, but he was a pastor. You know, Kaylee's dad was an entrepreneur. So, you know, like when we got together and we're comparing notes, it was like, well, it's the same thing. <laughs> you know, and when you think about it, running a church is very much like running a business. I mean, it's in principle, it's the same thing. You know, you're running an organization, you've got people coming, you've got income coming in, expenses going out. But yeah, I mean, you know, we kind of, how we got into this and I always cringe when someone calls us marriage experts or mentors, because that's not what I ever thought I'd be doing. But also, you know, if, you know, we're primarily business consultants. We just have a heart for these married entrepreneurs, like you're showing, saying how we noticed that they're, they're accomplishing some great things in their business, but yet they're neglecting home. And just from childhood, you know, experiencing that ourselves as parents that were kind of, you know, I won't say they're purposely neglecting, but they were doing what they knew how to do. You know, culture teaches us to, to, to achieve these things at the, co- at the cost of, a, at, sometimes at the cost of, of the family. And they just think that as long as they achieve financial success, then everything else takes care of itself, which of course we know it doesn't. So just from our own childhood upbringing, then as we noticed ourselves, as we were building our business and then noticed the business owners we're consulting with, Mm-hmm. Seeing that that disconnect, we're like, hey, something's going on here that no one's really addressing. It's the elephant in the room that's no one's really addressing, right? So that's kind of how we kind of kind of walked it or kind of fell into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then with my upbringing, the uh, business became the mistress in our family. My dad worked six days a week, and a lot of times with the entrepreneur, when we don't know what else to do, the go-to is we just work harder, we put more time in, as a as opposed to trying other things that. Um, can help you. Mm, such a good point. 
So what is something common that you guys are seeing in the marriages of the business owners that you're working with? So it's just that tension, like you're saying, the, the tension of you know, how do you prioritize marriage as you're building this thing? You know, the, the thinking goes, you know, it's, and it's, again, it goes back to how culture has ingrained in us that in order to ch- achieve financial success, in order for the business to succeed, you got to put whatever time it needs, whatever it takes. And hopefully the relationship takes care of itself as you build financial success. And so the tension is how do you do it both well? And they think that if you prioritize marriage and family, you're kind of automatically means you're, you're taking your foot off the accelerator in the business and it's, the business is going to suffer. And that's the thinking. And so there's the, we want to focus on marriage, yet what about, what's going to happen in the business? The business is going to implode. And so that's the commonalities, right? Just that, that tension of how do you do both of these things well? Yeah, I, I, I saw pain in your face when you talked about your dad having a mistress, his business. How have you worked through that to make sure that you and Robert don't suffer from the same thing? Because that's a, that's a tough deal. You guys are successful entrepreneurs uh, and you're successful marriage mentors and you're marriage experts, Robert, right? Right? That's what you said. <laughs> um, what? I mean, how do, you, how do you deal with that? How do you process that? Yes, that is a lot to process through. We knew one thing, we didn't want to grow up. We loved our parents and our families, but we didn't want to grow up in the same situations. Mm-hmm. So we are very intentional. Some of the things we do is we have a weekly meeting once a week, and we talk about our finances. We talk about our calendar. So I know what the expectations are. You know, is Robert going to be traveling? Is he going to be doing a lot of speaking engagements? Because if he is, then we need to be able to put some time in where we're going to be together, like in the next couple of weeks, things are going to slow down. So I have expectations. I know what to think. And then that kind of just brings me peace knowing I'm not going to, you know, just be off to the wayside while he's running, running the races. Mm-hmm. And uh, we talk about our finances. We talk about, um, oh, one great thing. We give a, an encouraging word to each other each week. We're intentional about what each we say. Day. Oh, each morning too. Yeah, that too. <laughs> And we do, we pray together every morning and, uh, you know, it's pretty hard to do that when you're upset with each other. I mean, you might start up out praying together, being upset, but the time you're done praying for each other out loud, that's kind of past because there's no way you can, uh, you can do that. At least from my experience. Mm-hmm. Oh, that prayer thing Beautiful. is super powerful. It's something we teach couples all the time. Hey, if you couple, what was it that you say, Martha? Couples that pray together, stay together. Yeah, what a great thing. And do, you know, and do you know there's actually stats to back that up? I'm sure I there are. That. I like so, this. I'm so not a stat peer, guy, but okay, what are the so stats? Peer, so Peer Research, which is a secular research company, actually, I think it's about 20, 25 years ago, did a research on couples that pray together daily. So not just mealtime prayer, but like actively praying together. And they showed that the couples that prayed daily together, that the divorce rate was one in over 1,100. So basically less than a fraction of 1%. Wow. And so, so the saying is not just a saying, it's not just something you say from the pulpit, but it's backed by data. And, you know, psychologists will say the same thing that not so much about prayer, but you can't praise somebody and criticize someone at the same time. Yeah. So mm. prayer and praying for each other is a blessing, right? Mm. It's a blessing and it's an encouragement. And when you're doing that daily, it's really, it really changes the atmosphere and it also sets the tone, especially when you do it in the morning like we do, it sets the tone for the day. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, how many couples, and I'm guilty as charged, you know, before we started praying daily together, I didn't encourage her daily. 
I didn't say positive things daily. It was almost about what we need to do or what you need to get done or what you didn't do right, right? And there's nothing about really encouragement. So you, you miss that. When you don't get that, then of course, you're going to backfill it with criticism or something. So anyways, the prayer. Okay, so I have a thought right now for everyone listening. This could be a gift Ooh. to the, um, your spouse, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whatever your, the, the relationship that comes to mind when you think of Valentine's Day. Um, take this opportunity to initiate praying together. And um, I would love to hear what kind of results that brings. And we're not saying pray so that. We're just saying God will honor that time together. And when you are praying together, I know what we've experienced is that you're more unified. Um, you, you, when you're together saying, God, show us, show us what we're supposed to do next. We have this tough decision. We have this person we're struggling with. There's a health issue, whatever it might be. When you're walking that out together and praying together about it, um, there's something that, I mean, God created us to be more unified because of it and to be in alignment with him. Um, and so, you know, Jim, we do the triangle thing. And it's like, you know, we're at the bottom of the triangle and God's at the top. And the more we both um, grow towards God, we grow closer together. And so that whole concept on Valentine's Day, you know, it's kind of fun to really look at that in a special way and say, there is a purpose behind that. There's a reason why that is such a powerful part of the relationship. So That triangle thing came from the C-rated movie, Marriage Retreat, a Christian marriage retreat, not yeah, no. the other one. Yeah, it was a really great movie, but it, it was. was a little bit on the cheese factor side in some of the, you know, it was all Wisconsin. That's yeah. right. All right. Listen, as a couple, Martha and I are together a lot. We work together. We serve together. We do DIY projects constantly. Mm-hmm. So much more. A few, we've been friends for 42 years. A few years ago, we took time to write a trilogy of books together. Now that was a project that stretched our marriage. It, it really did. Needless to say, uh, we love sharing our resources, this resource, this trilogy with our listeners. If you make a donation of any size to Our Work For Him, we'd be happy to send you a copy of any of your those requested titles. I work for him, I retire for him, or she works for him. It, I guess you say it's our it's our Valentine's gift to you. Just go to iworkforhim.com forward slash donate, and we'll get a copy out to you when you make that donation. All right, so let's talk about the topic of the day, besides what we've been doing already, because we've been having a lot of fun. I am convinced that a Christ-following business owner can encourage marriage at work. Hmm. What do you guys think that looks like? Encourage marriage at work like to other people or just... I'm just leaving it open there. I'm not not leading you up. I'm convinced that it's possible to encourage marriage at work. I know I can be twisted. You know, what comes to mind for me is I agree with that. And I think a big... uh, Deciding factor in that is making sure you're each in the right seat. Because if we're doing something that we love, then you want to go to work, you want to spend time with your spouse. It's a lot more harmonious as opposed to take it from me. I've been in the wrong seat before and it's caused a lot of friction and frustration for both of us. So, because a lot of times we marry someone that has different giftings than us. So, making sure they're in the right seat and you allow them to use their giftings. Um, and encourage that. Uh, Martha, what, add to Kaylee. What, what is what is something, some way you think business owners can 
encourage and and help grow marriages uh, i mean to well, encourage marriage you know some one thing i think of is even when we had one season where jim and i didn't directly work together every day we still had side gigs and everything but i had a a job in christian retail and even though we weren't working together um my employees knew a lot about my marriage my spouse how i respected him the the decisions we made together like i I shared that just in conversation to model to them what it maybe should look like. I employed a lot of younger people. And so I knew that everything I did, you know, they were looking to the future. What would that look like for them? And so I think that we have opportunities every day to, um, to model and to be an example for those around us. And I know you guys work with couples that, you know, that are working together. And um, think of the opportunities, how they handle conflict, how they respond to each other in front of other people, not, not only you know, behind closed doors, but in front of other people. And that example goes such a long way because they've probably, the majority haven't seen it modeled well, you know? And so that opportunity for people to, to see a Christ-centered marriage um, is one that I mean, my goodness, that is such a mission field right there. It's such a loaded question, but Robert, what do you think? How can business encourage marriage? Yeah, I was going to follow, follow Martha, what she's saying. I mean, I think regardless, of, like for us, I mean, we work directly with couples and we're trying to help them, mm-hmm. but we're always modeling, whether good or bad, we're always modeling marriage. And so you hope you want to model a Christ-following marriage. And so whether it's with clients or with employees or with just friends and family or people at church, you know, everything that we do and how we interact with each other, you know, is, is going to be a demonstration. And so we're always, we don't feel like the, the light is on us only when we're on a podcast or when we're working with a client, but we feel that we should be authentic in our marriage, no matter what the circumstance and no matter what the location. And you know, just how we treat each other. Like, even if we have a disagreement in front of people, how we respect each other in that moment, even if we disagree on something, mm-hmm. instead of arguing, having conflict, but we, we kind of, we can kind of take it home, but we can do some things. And just even how we're um, sometimes just being honest about, you know, what we've gone through. Like, if another couple is going through something, instead of us just giving advice, we share from our experience when we've had this issue or this argument or whatever. So it's not, we can, we can be authentic and showing that we have our flaws and then, but this is how we've gone about it. And when we can demonstrate, Hey, one thing that's helped our marriage. And we say even our own podcasts and some of our stuff, you know, not all of our clients are Christian, but we'll say one of the things that helps our marriage is praying daily together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we can say that, you know, with the true authenticity, because we also share our flaws. So one of the, uh, I love that. I love all your perspective and, and mine's just even a little bit more different because I think that so often, first of all, every Christian business owner listening and every pastor listening today, just understand that if your marriage is a mess, everything you touch has the danger of being in a mess as well. Because if what God has given you to steward at home is not being stewarded well, who wants to listen to you? Mm-hmm. So business owner, if you're saying marriage is a priority, then show everybody that works with you and for you that your marriage is a priority. And show your people that work with you and work for you 
that their marriage is a priority above you. Because that's something we don't see demonstrated. And pastor, pastor, you need to show, this is, let me, I'm speaking to you, I'm, I've been a volunteer pastor for decades. If your marriage isn't a priority and you're putting the church before your marriage, you're setting a horrible example for everybody else. Your marriage is more important than your quote unquote ministry to the public. Hmm. And if everybody sees that your marriage is secondary to your, uh, your ministry is in front of your marriage, your marriage is second to your ministry. People don't want to hear what you got to say because they're like, well, how could he just keeps disrespecting or she just keeps disrespecting her husband or, or he keeps disrespecting his wife by all the time he spends. Who wants to listen to those people? And I think as Christian business owners, I've seen a lot of them where they make their marriage a priority and everybody else has to work overtime. And, like, and that doesn't communicate. We need to make sure that people understand. Now, we met a guy, one of our sponsors years ago, the guy's name was Skip Stanton out of um, Bradenton, Bradenton, Sarasota, Florida. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. And he's... And, not only was his marriage a priority, but he held a marriage retreat for his people every year. So that everybody worked for him and with him had an opportunity to work on their marriage. And he gave them 250 bucks to either attend their retreat or another retreat every year. To invest into their marriage. So, you know, even today, if, if people are listening today on Valentine's Day, it's not too late. I can even put a simple recipe in the show notes. You can go to the store and in a very short amount of time, Get a really, if you don't have reservations already somewhere, <laughs> you can get a, a special <laughs> dinner on the table for your loved one to show them that they are a priority. I mean, I, you know, and it's not just about Valentine's Day, Jim. It's about doing it every day. But, um, you know, this is just a day where we highlight it and we focus on it. And um, that's, it, it's really pretty special because we get an opportunity to talk about something that a lot of people don't have. Um, a good example in front of them. So I love this conversation. Um, but you know, one thing I just, can I go ahead? Oh, you go ahead. Okay. Alrighty. I just wanted to say, you know, it's been a while since we have had our listeners call in and leave us a message, but we would love to hear from you. So a Valentine's our, message this time. We like them. Oh, is that what you want? No, I don't. Okay. Really. okay. <laughs> what kind of chocolate they love so you can, what now? What kind of flowers did you buy your spouse this year? <laughs> so call our listener line at 866-713-9675. And that is 866-713-WORK. And you have up to a minute to leave a message. And you can tell us today anything you want to tell us about what well, is responding nice? to this, to the conversation that we're having. Maybe you have a good example that you can share with us or just something encouraging um, for us to be able to share on the air in a future episode. But 866-713-9675, those last four digits are work. And um, I'll put that in the show notes. You don't have to remember it. No, I'm, just gonna call, I'm just going to call and leave a message that says, I love Jim. <laughs> so, so, Robert and Kaylee have a couple of really powerful resources. But before we get to that, I, I want to just finish up this conversation on just giving people ideas on how they can show love to their spouse today. Because I think... And you said that, you know, pastors preach it from the pulpit. I've never heard a sermon where a pastor told me to pray with my wife. I've been going to church 57 and a half years. We're telling you, the four of us in unanimousness, that's a new word. Unanimousness. Unanimousness are saying, pray with your spouse. Mm -hmm. It's the secret sauce to a great marriage. It's fantastic. But what's one other way, Robert, you really work on showing love to Kaylee on a daily basis? In addition to prayer. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it really is just that encour- encouraging word um, because one, I have, and, and this is for me, right? One, one is she likes words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't brought up with that, so which means I'm terrible at giving it. <laughs> so, so I really have to be work at it and be intentional about it outside of just the prayer time, but to give those words of affirmation. Um, and, and, it is that, and it is that quality time. So, you know, just learning the love language. I mean, that's the that's yeah. easy one is let, just learn your, your partner's love language and give it to them because we often tend to give our partner our love language, which may not be the same. And mine's gifts. And if you don't know about the five love languages, go to fivelovelanguages.com. Kaylee, how do you show love? What's one way to, uh, an example, uh, uh, a suggestion you can make to our listeners today on how to show love to their spouse? Yeah, I love that book. That's great. I would say check in with your spouse and see how their day was. How are they doing? And when I say that, I mean like not on your phone, look them in the eye, you're not cooking. Just give them a couple minutes and see how everything's going. Sometimes you can just tell by looking at their face how their day was before they even say anything. I remember uh, my sister was multitasking when my nephew was young and she thought she was really good, but she wasn't. And he just said to her, his mom, he's like, mom, I need you to listen to me with your face because he knew she wasn't listening. So I'd say, give, oh. them, give them a couple minutes and ask how they're doing, how their day was. What can you do for them? Oh, and I take out the trash. Oh, that's so romantic. She loves that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's great. I have posted pictures over the years of Jim washing windows and doing different things. And I'm like, this is lovely. See? That's a man. <laughs> that is exactly right. Okay. So Jim alluded to a little bit about you guys. You guys have so many resources. Well, do you have any suggestions on ways to show love to your spouse? Oh, <laughs> yes. I go to the Casey's and I get a Fountain Mountain Dew. for a my Fountain life. Dew? A Fountain Dew for my for the love of my life. And I get her a Diet Coke. Actually, <laughs> every no, day? No. Oh, no. Oh. 5,000 pounds. I do that. No. Oh. Um, but again, I think it. Uh, we love the five love languages and think it's a great way to really um, be able to speak the love that your your spouse is looking for. Um, but I really want to get into well, their I, I know, resources. But, and, and my, Come on. Okay. Okay. I'm going to get into the resources. We are not okay. going to stop before we're talking about the resources. But Hang here, on, everybody. It might line. be a little longer episode today. Go ahead. <laughs> Learn these three sentences. <laughs> Jim, it is Valentine's Day. I'm sorry. Peace, peace. <laughs> Please forgive me. I love you. Say it again. I'm sorry. Okay. Please forgive me. I love you. Those are three nice. Those awesome. sentences can change your marriage. Now, Robert and Kaylee have a phenomenal download on their website, which is marriedentrepreneur.co, and it's Balance Marriage and Business Better. We're not going to go into that today because. They've got a new book that we really want to talk to about their new book. T- tell us about Tandem. Tandem, the Married Entrepreneur's Guide for Greater Work-Life Balance, right, honey? Yes. <laughs> it's a mouthful, so I forget I'd jump in. But uh, the book is really just a compilation of kind of what we do for ourselves and, and for our clients of how do you do marriage and business well, right? You know, the, the, the term work-life balance, I know, brings up a lot of things. but oh, it's just a balance is, there's no such thing as work-life balance. <laughs> it sounds to us is yeah, yeah. you win on both sides. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. feels good, right? Mm-hmm. And, when, and you know when things are a little out of whack, right? You feel out of balance when things are out of whack, when it's really more, more business and not enough you know, honey time and all that. You can tell. You can feel it, right? So how do you get things in, in balance? How do you win on both sides is a big thing. And you know, two, two key things from the marriage side is just knowing how to do conflict, fighting mm-hmm. fair. 
And on the business side, it's working smarter, not harder. Not about putting more time in, but how do you be more productive? So that's just the, in, in simplest form is kind of what the book entails. And then, we, of course, we go into some detail around that. You know, I love I love the whole um, visual, like the mental visual of a riding in tandem on a bicycle. It is, I don't, our neighbors had a tandem bike um, on, on the beach in Florida. Did we ever get, try to get on it? We did. I, I'm it was right. a disaster. I think I'm, I, I <laughs> it was a disaster. But that's easy. It is not easy no. to actually ride a tandem bike. And so I love the fact that, I mean, there's so many lessons and um, I love that you guys use that idea when you're having this conversation um, because it works so well. Kaylee, what do you have to say about it? I was going to say, and we've got on, we got on, actually got on a tandem bike. You're right, Martha. It's not that easy uh, for the first time on our book tour because Robert in the past, I think he was afraid to get on the bike with me because he didn't know what to do with me because I always wanted to ride it at the beach. And he's like, well, I can't put her in the front because she's going to be looking at all the shiny and the so, dolphins and the whales, going to afraid I'm going to run over a rollerblader, can't put me on the back because he's afraid I'm not going to pedal. So <laughs> he doesn't know what to do. <laughs> and so wow. she got on the tandem bike, she didn't pedal because obviously she had to spite me. <laughs> right. Well, because he said, I can't put you on the back. You're not going to pedal. So I'm like, okay, I won't pedal then. <laughs> Good idea. Honey. Yeah, it's. Uh, it, yeah, the tandem bike thing. I'm not. They were cute. Another <laughs> world. I don't know. But I. But I love the whole concept of it. And I do want to talk just briefly about the download that you have available because that is your gift for Valentine's Day to all of the listeners, right? So, um, what are they going to find when they go out and download the Balance Marriage and Business Better? Yeah, there's just a kind of some guides on how to communicate better, how to resolve conflict how to prioritize, you know, how to um, make sure that your, your marriage is a priority. And we have kind of a little checklist of how do you do that? You know, what are some things that you can do on a daily or weekly basis that make sure your partner feels fulfilled and, and loved and served? And on the business side, it's really looking at the time and the money you spent in the business and how do you be more productive and more effective with that so it can grow without you having to put more time in, but it can actually grow so you can actually get more time back and get some freedom. I love that you actually talk about both sides of that. It's not, you know, all focused on marriage. It's like, let's be practical in the business. Like you said, winning on both sides. So what a great resource. And if you're struggling to try to figure out how do I really fix this? Ask your spouse. If you're you're not in business with your spouse, but your spouse owns your business with you because they do. Because if you're married, you have a spouse that's a part business owner. If you're really struggling, ask your spouse. Don't be an idiot. I'm sorry. (laughs) I thought there. If you're just stuck, ask them. You know, and if you want to know what's wrong with your marriage, ask your spouse. Don't be an idiot and try to figure it out on your own. They'll tell you. Like, if they think you're working too much, they'll just say, you know what? You work too much. Whatever. So Jim, can I add something to that? Because I have to uh, learn can, myself. Absolutely. I have to learn how to listen to my wife. Because early on in, in our marriage, not before we even started the business, you know, she had some feelings about a certain investment. And I had done all the numbers. And I said, this is a good investment. And we're going all in. And she didn't have a good feeling about it. Of course, she was right. Um, so the mistake, you know, talking about investments costs us some money. Won't tell how much because it still hurts. And then there's a second instance similar to that. And then so finally, I decided, you know, I may be a slow learner, but every time she has a feeling, probably should listen. <laughs> well, there's so, a whole other session we could talk about that one for sure. <laughs> women's intuition is a direct lane to God. Exactly. Women hear exactly the voice of God say. way easier than we do as men. And, and yes, if your wife tells you, 
don't do that. I have a bad feeling. Run like the wind in the other direction because when the wind, when your wife doesn't have a good feeling, you are heading for serious trouble. There isn't a single guy on the planet that has said that story. My wife said she had a bad feeling, but it worked all all worked out fine. Never, <laughs> never heard that story. Never. But you know, there's still guys that keep not or still continue not to listen. <laughs> you know what we call them? Knuckleheads for Jesus. <laughs> for Jesus. That's right. Is that I a used, bumper sticker? I used, I used to own that website, knuckleheadsforjesus.com, <laughs> because it's a thing. It's just a thing. Robert and Kaylee Fukui, we're so grateful for you guys. We're so grateful for all of the resources you've got out there free on your website, marriedentrepreneur.co. We're also grateful for your, your ministry to power couples and really just feeding your lives into others in the business world. Thanks for spending time with us here on I Work For Him. Happy Valentine's Day to the two of you. And, and thanks for spending it with Martha and I. Happy, Happy Valentine's, Valentine's Day, Day. Martha. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers in our workplace. It's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work For, for him. him. This episode of I Work For Him is brought to you by SaferNet. Online at SaferNet.com. Business owners, listen up. Criminals and search engines do not need to know everything you do on the internet. SaferNet VPN ensures your company's safety with its powerful cybersecurity defenses. Explore the Control Center dashboard for seamless management. Shield your workforce from inappropriate web content using 84 internet filters. Trust SaferNet VPN, your path to worry-free online operations. Get secured now. Sign up at SaferNet.com. That's SaferNet.com. Did you know that God has a calling on your life? It's true. He's called you to bring Jesus to the world. For some, that may look like a pulpit or a foreign mission field, but for most of us, it looks like a construction site, a cubicle, a hospital, or a classroom. Wherever it is that you work, live, volunteer, and invest, that is your mission field. To learn more about integrating your faith into your work and retirement, check out our books, I Work For Him, She Works For Him, and I Retire For Him by going to iworkforhim.com slash bookstore. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit iworkforhim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at I Work For Him to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at I Work For Him and online at iworkforhim.com. I Work, the number four, him dot com. <laughs>